listening to The Food Talk Show. Hi there, my name is Susie Warren-Smith and for the next 30 minutes we're going to be talking all things food and drink. I'm joined, as usual, by my fellow presenter AJ Sharp. Hello. Who I like to describe as a taste expert because you're a judge for the Great Taste Awards, loads of other awards, you're a food writer, you're, you run a thingy, PR <laughs> company called Sharp Relations, you like to say is a leading food and drink PR company. Absolutely. Don't know if it is. Probably is. <laughs> Um, and today we're talking about sustainability and being a B Corps on this program, OJ. Mm-hmm. The question is, what is a B Corps? Is it B Corp with a P? B Corp. I don't know. Just a question. And hopefully we're going to find out. And we're going to find out today because our experts are Jonathan Parker of Fudari. Hello. Welcome. So you're going to tell me all about it, I hope, because I want to learn a lot. And Guy Tolberg of Tracklement, very familiar with your products, Guy. Good. I think Hello. everybody is. The the packaging's very distinctive, isn't it? Do you do piccalilli? I think I've yeah. got piccalilli in my house that's yours. Yeah, our version of Marmite. I think you is guys it? do everything. <laughs> yeah, pretty much do everything. So, just to start off, uh, Jonathan, can you tell us what Fudari is as an, uh, as an organisation, what they actually do? I mean, I do see your vans around. Hopefully behaving well and driving. Of course. Driving well. Uh, we distribute... Primarily fresh produce and dairy uh, across the southeast of uh, the UK. Um, working with uh, many, many growers, we um, try to work with as many local growers as possible and uh, make sure that we're promoting good local, sustainable producers uh, and supplying that to uh, food service. So, th- so, so that could be a pub or a restaurant or something? It could be a pub, it could be a restaurant, it could be uh, a, a, a local school, a local oh, okay. primary school. So. Yeah, yeah, a broad range of customers, and 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 so basically, what people do is they order stuff, and then your your lovely people get in a van and just deliver what they need when they need it. Yeah, so we're we're based on a working farm and work as a hub for those ah, growers. So okay. produce comes into us, um, and, uh, and and then is distributed out to those customers. So we're the conduit sitting in the middle. Oh, I see. Okay, because one of the real issues that, that that say let's say somebody sets up as a deli you know, in in a small way or a small farm shop to start with. The distribution thing's quite hard, isn't it? Getting stuff in that you want at the right time and then keeping it in the state that you want it. And I think that's where a lot of business people are going to food business. Actually, that's the bit they really find quite difficult. Yeah, I think it is. It is. And um, everything around the supply chain is, uh, is particularly challenged at the moment. So, uh, we hope to sit in the middle and uh, make it a little bit easier for, for people, both large and small, to be able to uh, uh, get it to work. Mm. And uh, Guy uh, uh, Tracklement, it's a huge history. Do you want to tell us a little bit about the history of the, the, of the company? Well, um, How long have my, you got? You well, my, <laughs> my, my father was in the um, sausage business. Sausage? Yeah. Really? He said he'd work, he's a marketeer. He'd worked in the sausage business and um, he thought well, the sausages were revolting. <laughs> and I think they probably were in about 1968. And um, he found a recipe in John Evans' diary for whole grain mustard. So he set to work with an old coffee grinder and made the mustard. And then he'd have these um, sausage and mustard parties on a Saturday. He was actually running a restaurant at the time. Um, he'd, he'd, he'd given up the corporate world. And this was in the 60s, late 60s? Late 60s. Wow. And then gradually he started sending more and more mustard and the restaurant started to go a bit further and further back. And um, 
then it was just one jar at a time um, to now, you know, as we are um, national and international. Um, we have our own so, business so in the we, States. Yeah, if we can just go back to the, to the late 60s, uh, you know, early 70s. So I was brought up in the 60s. I mean, the food offering was dire. Yeah. I mean, literally dire. Yeah. I mean, not that far really from rationing after, after the Second World War, really. I mean, your choices of mustard were, were Coleman's, probably, and that was it. Yeah, so bright, bright yellow. Very, yeah. Um, and, I, and I can't ever remember seeing, you know, actual mustard seeds in mustard. I just thought mustard was a yellow paste. I didn't yeah. think you could have different yeah. types of. Well, the, you know, the, the the Romans would have arrived using a very similar thing to what we a whole grain mustard, what we see now, and we smile because the factory is right next door to the Fosway. And I imagine 2,000 years ago or whenever oh, yeah. all these Romans were walking around and they carried mustard in their pouches because it's a voracious crop. You know, it, it, it once you plant it, it doesn't actually require a lot of love and attention and it grows. So I think from those sorts of things, it's, a, it's actually about discovery. So we still see Trachamans as being about discovery. Hmm. And our little fellow who, who lives on the top of the jars um, is, is supposed to be traveling the world, searching oh, out new, new flavors. Yeah, something like Star Trek, <laughs> new flavors and new ideas. Um, and I think from there, because we have this inquisitive nature, um, you know, and as you say, 1968, 1970, where my father sort of started commercially, and then we launched some whole grain mustard, and then we were doing uh, a mint jelly, apple and mint jelly, proper red currant jelly. You know, we we still make red currant jelly from red currants. You know, which I know, you know, it isn't necessarily the case with everything. Mm. And what we try and do with all of those things is take simple kitchen recipes and do it as well as we can. And I say, I've seen it everywhere. And, and, and I believe you first started off selling some places like Harrods. and, and well, Because I would imagine then it, w- it was a bit of an extraordinary um, item. It yeah, was the, the yeah. norm where you'd, you... I mean, because it was very much run by big corporations yeah. then. We've still the got industri- some... Yeah. Industrialisation of food very yeah. much in the 60s and 70s. I, 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 um, so somebody came up to my father once at a sh- uh, show in the, in the earliest days, or maybe 20, 25 years ago, and they said, oh, and, and um, my father's tall, and they said, um, you're like the godfather of, <laughs> of, of the sort of specialist artisan renaissance that was just starting, and now we have this wealth yeah. of people who do things. Back in 1970... So it was bugger all. Yeah. Pop tarts. Yeah. There, there were a few people doing some good, some good things. You, you, you know, uh, my father in the meat in the when he was in the meat business had looked after twenty ham factories mm. across southern England. You you can't believe that now, but they were probably making some really good things. Yeah, they've all gone. They'll all be flats now. Mm. Probably yes. But it's all about taste elevation, isn't it? So many of these products, it's about taking a sausage yeah. and adding a beautiful whole grain mustard yeah. and just taking it onto a different level. Well, it's it's our history and we should be proud of it. You know, I, um, we do a, a, a lunch at Trachman's. If, if you come and visit us, uh, we do lunch. It's pretty much the same every time. Pork pie, cheese, ham, thick cut ham, because I really like mm. a, a nice Wiltshire cure. And all the different things that go with it. And I, it's amazing how people's faces light up. You know, we've, we've all got used to tapas. Yeah. And, and now we've got, we have our own version. Just, just yeah. one Saturday, go off and do it. Just go, you know, everyone will go, bing. Oh, yeah, I've forgotten how good that was. So, yeah. so that used to be our, our, our lunch when the kids were at home, uh, uh, teenagers on a Saturday. Because they'll be going off doing 
different things, you know. And it would always on a Saturday be, right, it's cheese, there's ham, there's salami, there's a bit of, you know, olives. There's a, and that used to be their, fa- you know, French bread or, or, mm. or sourdough bread or something. That used mm. to be their absolute favourite. Mm. And as you say, the eyes light up because it's they can just choose, you know, yeah. exactly what they want. Fascinating. Now, uh, going back to you, Jonathan, um, uh, B Corp, what exactly is it? Because we're beginning to hear more and more about it. Um, but a lot of people still say to me, I don't know what that is. Well, we, we, we see it, 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 is, it is about having a responsible business, doing things in the right way. It's, it's a certification process, isn't yes, it? Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, um, but in, in order to achieve that, you need to look at, look at your business, look at um, uh, how you're working, what your working practices are, how your suppliers are working, uh, and indeed trying to work with your customers in order to make sure that you are and have a, a, a sustainable and responsible business. And, and that you're an ethical employer, you're an you're ethical person in the business world who pays people on time and looks after the supply chain and really thinks about what your every aspect of what you're doing and the impact it has. Yeah, it's looking at all of those all of those different um, areas, which uh, it kind of sounds sounds pretty simple but when you start to strip off uh, into the detail then it becomes slightly more complicated and that's when you need to really have a look upstream and downstream i.e what are your farmers doing how are they working um, how are uh, your customers uh, operating and then how are you working with the different stakeholders that you operate with at any at any one time and uh, I mean as as you mentioned a little earlier the uh, making sure and all of that stock management is quite difficult. Mm -hmm. And and part of the reason why that is difficult is because there are so many different moving parts. And those moving parts may be literally moving parts like a van, a vehicle. There may be people, there may be uh, 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 suppliers, it may be growers, it may be um, uh, uh, other other parts. So, um, so yeah, it's, uh, it, so it's if, difficult. If somebody deals with Fudari as, as their sort of distribution partner, you know, gets stuff delivered and all that sort of stuff, in, in a way what it means is that you're their gatekeeper in that you've already done and checked a lot of this stuff uh, you know so so they're getting the benefit of all the things that you've done you know along the supply chain and delivery and things like that yeah we do a lot of a lot of checking a lot of auditing i find that there is that audit trail for certification and, and different standards that one wants but equally there's nothing that beats going and walking around a, a, a farmer's fields, chatting to the people that are mm. picking a particular crop. That's how you really get to know how somebody is uh, and operating. The and, yeah, and how they're operating. Yeah. Um, I do think, um, um, I, I think it's quite prevalent in London. I think quite a few people know what that, 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 that status is. Um, but it's not that well known. But, but, but I do think it's making a bit more of an impact, don't you, that, that actual... Yeah, certainly. I've been to quite a few different sustainability forums recently and B Corp is one of the hottest words. And there are companies out there that are saying, you know, in five years time, I'm only going to deal with B Corp. Oh, yeah, that's going to happen. It is going to happen because there's this sort of um, authenticity and authority that comes with that. You know, when you were always dealing with a local business, you'd know their staff. They'd be in the pub on a Friday night. You'd know if that was a good company Mm. to work for. Whereas this B Corp accreditation will tell you about a company that's based anywhere in the mm. world and you'll be able to get that assurance that this is a good company that they've checked their chain from start to finish. I went to an investment thing a few weeks ago um, I got asked to, asked to speak there and and 
they were saying there's so many people with so much money wanting to invest at the moment, but actually they will not invest unless you meet certain environmental mm-hmm. and and community and other types of ethical standard. And there is quite a lot of money apparently sitting, waiting to be invested because so many companies haven't made that leap yet mm-hmm. and they really need to because certainly if investors are making, you know, th- that sort of criteria as a base for their investment decisions, you can bet your life that consumers are. Absolutely. And I think the corporate and social responsibility is high. Mm. And this new generation of people coming through the, you know, the bottom half probably of the millennials, the new Gen Z generation who are coming in, they really, really are hot on this. And mm. they, they, they can smell authenticity, I think, a mile off. Oh, yeah. Guy, you're, you're B Corp. I, 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 I want to say that we felt we'd always been a B Corp. Yeah, probably. Um, and we, we're very much about supporting our community at what we call our communities of suppliers that Jonathan was referring to. Our community that is our factory, we're 65 people. That is a community of people, and we're mm-hmm. very localised. Our, our, our staff is very local, so there's that community. And then we have over a 1,000 specialist retailers, butchers, delis, farm shops, who are our third part of the community. And I think the, the thing that we, we haven't quite touched on is treating your tears, we call them, treating them well, they, they, they work in a factory. There's a lot of stuff going on in there. But we're asking everyone to make a really, really outstanding product every day. Mm. So we always joke, we ban passion in the workplace. It's, a, it's an overused word. And I always say, if you go down and speak to the cooks and who make 60 batches of onion marmalade a day, tell them they're passionate about that. They'll just say they smell of onions, which is... <laughs> <laughs> and so B Corp also then, it gets rid of what I call the chaff. Mm. So, so people might say they do something, yeah, but, but B Corp says we do the do. Yeah, you know, the, and and I think it's hard work. It's not an easy thing to do. You cannot hide. Mm. So you've got to do it. And I think that that process also creates something that I feel that's a business I want to work in mm. and be proud of, and be proud, proud of. Yeah. But it's a business that I hope will still be going in thirty years' time. 50 years time working on the same basis and that was the other reason that we really went for it is to create a sort of lasting um, impression on on the business i think the consumer thing is gradually coming but as i read to our uh know, we gathered the team we had our um, summer party on friday uh barbecue and i gathered the team and we talk about b corp and one of the things there if you actually look at what your memorandum and articles say, they say you exist to make profit for the shareholders. That's what it says previously. Mm-hmm. As part of B Corp, you change that to say you exist for all these different communities. Mm-hmm. So putting people and planet before profit, and you actually have to do that and, and lodge it with Companies House. And I was so inspired by that idea. Of course we need to make money. If we don't make money, we're not sustainable, and we can't do the things that we want to do. But I, I really like the fact that there's no hiding place mm. and you can make a difference everybody can make a difference i've i've just got to make sure that i put the right thing in the right bin that that's a start mm. yeah. you know i I've, mean the thing that the thing for me as well as as what you started off saying is we you know we want to behave like that anyway that's part of our mindset that's part of why it's a family business and that's what we wanted to do i think the thing with b corp is it gives you a framework in order to 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 know how to 
you know, what parts of the business you need to look at because you might be great at this bit, but, well, we haven't really thought about that bit. So I think it, it does that. But more importantly, as you're saying, it, it, it gives you an accreditation that somebody outside will know that you are doing those things for sure, mm-hmm. authentically, mm-hmm. not just saying it as a marketing thing. And yet, actually, when you peel away, <laughs> there's all sorts of stuff going on that shouldn't be. Um, and, and it gives you that, that accreditation, which I think is, it is important. Mm. We see, we see that time and again in food. Um, when we started the business in 2007, it was very much as a, as a, as a hub for local growers. Um, and that was when local produce wasn't really known and consumed and, and it didn't have the popularity that it, that it does now. And then we gradually found that as popularity grew, suddenly everybody was talking about local produce and provenance. And, and then, as you say, you peel back the layers and well, actually, it's just clever marketing. And um, the, the Do you know the thing I really hate, uh, um, Jonathan, more than anything? And, and I've been in marketing all my life and I just think it's absolutely disgrace. You go in and there's a label and you get some great old crusty farmer, you mm. know, <laughs> with his corduroys on and a, a couple of lovely pet pigs to say, you know, as a default that these are, are, are lovingly bought up pigs, you know, on some, and then blooming well not. And I find that sort of thing a disgraceful mm. marketing act, trying to mm. give that impression somehow that that that, that it's what it's not, mm. it's something that it's not. And and those people need to be called out, I think. Mm-hmm. Or or as I saw recently, um, a well-known supermarket who I won't name. Mm. Um, we love them. We'll promo- name it. Pro- pro- <laughs> promoting brilliant British cherries, and I walked into the store to have a look at this, and there were huge Union Jacks. And then when I actually looked at the cherries, they were all from the USA. No. Okay, uh, tell me the the name of that supermarket. Come on, tell me what it begins with. Does it begin with with T or uh, S? Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely spot on. Tesco, does it rhyme with fresco? (laughs) (laughs) Tesco, if you're you're a buyer there in response to that, you need to get that sorted. That's a disgrace. That's uh, that's embarrassing. We have a thing just just simply really easy to sort of spread the word and spread the culture. And we say, scratch beneath the surface, it's got to be real. (laughs) So you you pick up the jar and you look at it. Everything that you imagine that that product has been through, if you walk through our factory doors, I really hope you'd say, oh, yes, that's how I thought it might be be made. Um, There was somebody who came around and said, I thought everyone would be wearing funny mop caps with wooden spoons. I said... I said, we have been going for 50 years. You know, what do you think? You know, <laughs> yeah. we, we have got a little bit bigger. But as somebody who came around the, the other day just said, you're just a lovely scaled up version of a, of a kitchen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's perfect. But we also have windows in the factory. We, we think we're almost unique in that. I, don't, I haven't been around another factory that has windows looking outside. That's about making it a nice place to work. Yeah. And I was obsessed by... Um, um, I quite like shoes, and I was obsessed by the man who started Todd's, Diego Vale. Just looking and at he shoes. said, I'm asking people to spend <laughs> 300 quid on a pair of shoes. If they're going to make it, they've got to make it in the best environment. Yeah. And I got taken by it. And yes, okay, we're only s- selling a £2.50 jar of mustard. So slow down, guy. Yeah. But I, I like those things. But it also allows... You know, it also allows us to share that right the way through. If you work in the warehouse, what's your interest in th- this yeah. bloke who's talking about B Corp? What, 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 what's, yeah. what's Guy talking about? But, but, but Guy, when you, when you first started off uh, talking about this, which, which I, 
I, I really do believe in um, it, it, it's profit for purpose. Um, if you're not profitable, then those people are eventually going to lose their jobs. Yeah. So that's not yeah. very sustainable. Yeah. And so many people say that profit is a is a ugly, evil thing. It's not if you're a great founder and a great business that you mm. understand that you can operate in a really positive way to help the communi- local community in all sorts of ways, let alone get people to taste amazing food or drink. Mm. Um, but but it, you've got to be a responsible business person because if it isn't profitable eventually it's going to it's going to implode unfortunately um so i think those things are great it's hard to do when you first start but once you reach a certain size it becomes easier you you have a bit more money to play with you're a bit more stable and those are the things you should be implementing shouldn't you yeah i think also my, my father started the business and try not exist because we like food yeah yeah I, I, if you my my dear pa is uh, 89 uh, and going to be ninety soon. Wow! And mm-hmm. he 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 never started it because he thought, oh, I can make money out of this. It's a sort of subsequent part. And um, we always joke about, he, he you know he he never used to put the um, telephone number on the van because he said people would phone us up. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Which I thought was a very neat form of reverse marketing. But but you know that that idea, and I think that continues. And, and yes, and as you grow, if you start as one or two, I mean, I joined him as the fourth employee, and uh, I earned forty pounds a week with use of the company van at weekends. And um, I actually, which thought, thankfully had no phone number on it. <laughs> I, I, I actually had the best one of the best times of my life. You know, it was a journey and an adventure. Of course, we wanted to make money. You know that that has to happen. Mm. But I think if you start out with the right sort of ideas and ideals, you're probably going to get there. And it is hard if you're smaller. But but we were all small once. Once, mm. yep, yep. Now, I don't think this has happened to you, uh, uh, Guy. But Jonathan and uh, all the amazing Fudari uh, people, um, I believe you got a royal warrant. Didn't you? We did, yes. How amazing is that? Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so, well, we're uh, we're all very proud, very proud about so about too. that, and um, it's it, it really is testament to a fantastic um, uh, 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 supply relationship. Um, not only from uh, the, the guys in Fudari, but also all of our growers. That's who we yeah. who we represent, um, and it, and it fits in very well here because. Uh, it, Supply is just one. Supplying a, a, a royal household is just one part of um, receiving a, a royal warrant. Okay, um, just no, you got you got to explain that. Sorry. So, so you get a royal warrant, which means what? You just just turn up at Charlie's house and give him a few carrots and stuff like that. Or, or <laughs> but what does it actually mean? What, what actually it means that you supply. Um, you're a significant supplier to a royal household. So, okay. so you've got various different ones: the, the uh, uh, Her Royal Highness the Queen and his Royal Highness, the uh, Prince of Wales. And you've got to do that over a period of time. Okay. And, th- and that's the sort of step one. And we've been supplying uh, for quite quite some time. Um, and in fact, uh, we we weren't hitting the right credentials because a lot of it is around uh, s- sustainability, around um, how one works and your uh, uh, um, environmental credentials. Um, and we did... A lot of work over the last five years to uh, to change that, and um, yeah, certainly the uh, sort of audit process that that, that you go through is uh, fairly fairly rigorous. 
Um, you can understand why in terms of reputation for the yeah. royal family. And if, you yeah. know, the press will be all over them if they do something remotely wrong, especially with Prince Charles being such a environmental uh, uh, champion. So, so, so you can now use that 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 lovely sort of logo-y thing, whatever it's called. We can, but we warrant. Can, we thing. can indeed. Amazing. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. So uh, that will be an addition to uh, the vehicles and, uh, and 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 things that there are very very tight guidelines on what you can and can't do as you'd imagine yes that's, that's incredible isn't it yeah, very sure. good unbelievably we're, we're coming to the end of the program guy can we just have a little taste yeah of, of some of your stuff so you've bought the now now the packaging is is additional i'm a big fan of um some of the edward borden uh drawings oh, yes, yes and and so every jar has its own little cartoon character that is related to the product you, you'll you, there's lots oh, yeah. of cues uh, on there and the, the idea is also about there's a lot, lot when, you know, we're obviously not the only people making those sorts of things out there. And the idea is to make something that is absolutely different to everybody else. So we absolutely went for it. And um, I'm just, oh, just taking a big chunk of the well, whole grain mustard. Your heart, isn't and, it? and also, um, some of these have got what recipe number they are. So I'm on recipe number one, which Correct. I'm guessing is your mustard, Correct. which is the first thing you first thing, produced, yeah, but... yeah. And then over here, we've got recipe number three, which is a horseradish. Yes. And uh, I've got recipe number 20, which is fresh chilli jam. And um, the, the AJ, you're tasting uh, one of our latest special editions. So we do three special editions every year, which are either about uh, people who we might meet who are farmers and growers, and it's about using up maybe a bit of a surplus. Um, and we launch them and we see how they go. Some take off, some don't. But those are, again, about keeping it interesting for, for all of us. And so we've got a, this a bank of, oh, gosh, now I would say nearly 100 different recipes. So do you have a taste um, there? I'm just looking out for the uh, Wiltshire ham. I can't, well, no. I can't see the fire. You know what? You didn't bring any. It's yeah. a bit mean, I think. Um, and then we've got some beautiful cherries here. Yep. Are they yours? They are. are supplies? Wonderful now, Kent, British. yeah. Best cherries in the world. I don't care what anybody says. Mm. Absolutely. They literally are like sweets. They're, They're just gorgeous. enormous, aren't they? Huge. Gorgeous. And uh, strawberries, where are these from? So the strawberries are Fiona Boucher's. Uh, Fiona and Hugh Boucher grow them in Tenham on Newlands Farm. And the uh, the, the cherries are Tom Hume's at Holden Court Farm, just the other side of Canterbury. Oh, well done, guys. These strawberries literally look like they're just perfect. Mm. Mm. They're, they're a professional photographer's dream, aren't they? Look at, the, look yeah, at that. It's absolutely beautiful. Full of sunshine. Oh, those sunshine. cherries are amazing. Oh, they are. I'm gonna... I wasn't sure if I was supposed to be eating them. But... Well, I don't think you are. But anyway, <laughs> Delicious. We'll, we'll move on. Uh, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to finish the programme, if that's all right, and then I'm going to definitely tuck into the cherries. Mm. Absolutely gorgeous. Um, so, uh, Jonathan Parker of Fudari, thank you very much. Can the members of the public uh, you engage with you guys or is it just is, is it just food service and, and you know, can they order veg boxes and things like yeah, that? Yeah, we, we have a home delivery service um, uh, for, for lovely Kentish fruit and veg. But you, the whole of southeast of England. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So if you are, you know, a pub, restaurant, hotel, any of those things, farmer shop and or you you really want to get the best of the vegetables that are around here uh, just go onto the fudari website we will do a link so thank you very much for joining us jonathan thank you and guy your your products are all over the place aren't they I mean, yeah. you just fall over yourself. Yeah, if you're not if you're not ten miles, can't see them. If you're not ten miles from a stockist. You're There's something a bit wrong. Bit disappointing. There's something wrong. So that's Tracklements, and you have 
Dozens, dozens and dozens of different. different uh, over 50. We sort of tried to not have 57 varieties, but I think it's 56. <laughs> oh, you're not far off uh, competing with Heinz there. Uh, so again, Guy Tolberg of Tracklements and all the people working in the Tracklements factory with the windows, looking out the windows. Uh, we love you. Thank you very much for doing what you do. You've been listening to the Food Talk Show and we're syndicated radio stations across the UK and further afield. But we're also available on Audible, Spotify, Podbean, iTunes and the podcast app on your phone. Thank you to my fellow presenter, AJ. Thank you for having we're me. Gonna, we're going to be hearing more about B Corp. I think, I think so. And, and I think if I had a choice, I'd definitely go for a B Corp. Absolutely. Company. Why wouldn't I could you? over somebody else. Yeah, yeah. You know they're doing all the right things. Um, so if you want to syndicate our lovely programme for free on your radio station, because we like to promote guys like this as much as we can mm-hmm. uh, please do get in touch with us on hello at foodtalk.co.uk and I hope you have a jolly good week I'm just about to tuck into the um, beautiful cherries mm. Mm. have a great week bye bye pass me one of those now so you can call me